Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome. And this is Cynthia Meyer, your host of the weekly Spirit Seeker Wake Up with Spirit radio show brought to you by Spirit Seeker Magazine. And we have been on the air in different formats with a radio show since 2006. We started in a traditional studio and then I did a co-host show with another um, another uh, gal that I knew. She asked me to fill in for her on an internet show and I thought, well, that's interesting. And then uh, over time, the studio actually closed. The station was bought out and um, they went to, you know, more of a mainstream Christian broadcasting. And so all of us were like, what are we going to do now? We really enjoyed having our shows and reaching so many people and helping people. And so um, I wound up filling in so for that friend, starting my own show on Blog Talk. And I'm just right at over 100,000 listens. It's actually more than that because um, we switched uh I don't know, something happened, we switched the platform, and they lost all of our listens. So basically, we are, we are at, since um, in the last uh, 12 years, we're at over 100,000 listens, and um, that doesn't even count um, all of the listens. So I just feel pretty happy to know that people are listening to the archives and they're sharing, um, sharing it with people to let them know, because I think now more than ever we need uh, support for the mind, body, and spirit. So we have this radio show, and it's each and every Friday, and if it's uh, occasionally we're off the air, but there's over 400 archives to listen to, and the way to find your way to listening to all of these free radio shows is just go to blogtalkradio.com. It's just the way it sounds, B-L-O-G-T-A-L-K-R-A-D-I-O.com, and then a forward slash Cindy Meyer, which is C-Y-N-D-E-M-E-Y-E-R. So just to tell you a little bit about Cindy Meyer and Spirit Seeker, we, um, I started the magazine as a quarterly newsletter, and then it morphed into a six-time-a-year magazine in, um, in the fall of 1997. And um, so we've, got, we've been a quarterly newsletter for a couple of years, and we went into the six-times-a-year uh, magazine. And then in 2002... We went to a monthly um, print magazine, and we kept expanding. We started in St. Louis, then went to Kansas City, then went to Chicago, then went to Florida. And now we are basically digital. We have some print magazines in Chicago and some in St. Louis. Um, But we are working with a digital uh, platform. And if you would be so kind as to do two things, one would be to like the show on Blog Talk Radio that gives us more support behind the scenes from Blog Talk. And then the second thing, if you would join our email newsletter, we don't sell your name. It's only for um, Spirit Seeker. We will let you know who the guests are on the radio show when the magazine is online and um, about other wonderful mind, body, spirit activities. You know, we don't have very many gatherings uh, in person right now with COVID, but we certainly can gather online. So a lot of people that have been teaching in a traditional format, just like I used to be in a traditional radio sh- radio studio, have changed with the times. So Spirit Seeker Magazine is changing with the times. Um, you will, um, we have our weekly email newsletter, which will be profiling different articles and um, featuring some of the people that are doing good works. And we'll be expanding our digital email newsletter and expanding the reading of our digital magazine because that's really where it is in 2020. So we could use your support, and that would mainly be by letting others know about the show. If you're on our email newsletter, we reward you because we give away books and DVDs and tickets um, to events and whatever else comes our way that we can share. Okay, so then the final announcement before I uh, start our show today is that I, um, I want to mention um, a couple of the guests coming on in the next couple weeks. Um, next week, Glenn Aparicio Perry will uh, be uh, discussing his new book, Original Politics, Making America Sacred Again. And the book aims to facilitate a seemingly impossible task of unifying a socially and politically fractured United States. It's going to be a great show. I really hope you'll join us. Uh, Glenn's doing very good work, and this book really does hit on how, how do we deal with this and how do we still keep it high and keep it sacred. Um, and I say deal with this with, you know, the political strife going on in our United States along with everything else. Um, 
And then on August 28th, uh, G.C. DePietro is a past life regression specialist, and she's the author of a recently released book called Soul's Journey, the book about reincarnation. So she will be talking about uh, the soul and life purpose and karma. And she's also, you know, she's studied with Roger Wolger, who everyone that I've worked with that is studying with Roger Wolger is just really very, very adept. He was an amazing teacher. And so um, she'll be talking all about how she personally combines therapy with past life regression. Um, okay, so then the final announcement before I start talking about today's topic is that I will be teaching a class in a digital format. It starts on September 22nd. It's six uh, Tuesday evenings, and it's from 7 until 9 p.m., and it will be on Zoom. And the class is mediumship development. Um, prior to COVID, I was teaching a mediumship circle on Monday nights, and I would have anywhere from 12 to 15 students, and I had been doing that for several months. Times have changed, and the last three classes of uh, the last series were taught through Zoom. And so, um, and since then, I feel like I live on Zoom. Um, and so we will learn about mediumship, uh, develop your skills, uh, your intuition, and going between the world. As all of us, well, as most of us know, mediumship is a very sacred um, gift and uh, a way to help people. And more than ever right now, with so many souls departing and so many people just feeling alone, uh, mediumship more than ever is very much on, on the horizon. People just want help. Um, so during this class, you will grow spirit, spiritually. You'll enha- enhance your own energy healing, but you'll also learn how to work with energy healing with others. You'll learn how you process. Are you stronger in a clairvoyant, seeing into the future, clairaudience, listening? Um, are you more of a... a there's, there's five or six different clairs, and so we'll discuss all of those, and we'll talk about channeling, expanding, and grounding techniques, and working with crystals. So all of this will happen in those six weeks. If the class fee is 120 with prepayment before September 15th, or $30 per class if you choose to um, pay individually for each class rather than uh, commit to all of them. If you are a reviewer, your fee is $15 per class. So send an email to info at cindymeyer.com and that's C-Y-N-D-E-M-E-Y-E-R.com and um, I will send you the informational registering and then once you do that, then you'll get a link um, to join us on the Zoom class. And it, um, it will be six Tuesdays, as I said, um, starting in September. Okay, so there we go. Today, what are we going to talk about? Today, we are going to talk about feng shui tips for better health during the COVID pandemic. Everything that I discuss today will be something that you can use anywhere, anytime uh, for, the, for the health and well-being of your home and your life. So we're working with the house, but our house is an extension of our mind and our body and our spirit. So um, one of the things that is true is just when you walk, just, like, just as when you walk into a building that has been feng shui you can feel the balance, you can feel the harmony, you can, the home almost invites you in. And, um, and so when that happens, you just have this feeling like, wow, I just want to sit down and stay a while. Like, and you don't even, you can't even put your finger on exactly what it is because it's not, not just a stark, um, clean house. That's like, it's more than that. It's a home that has been balanced. And the balance is what creates the harmony. The harmony is what creates the good health. And when, uh, when our home is out of balance, it, um, it affects us. And a lot of ways it affects us is that if your home is cluttered or not, like, you know, there's a poem by Irma Baumbach. This will give you the idea. And Irma Baumbach said, if I had it to do all over again, and this is paraphrased, I would have invited the people over even though the couch wasn't spotless even though the carpets weren't immaculate, even though um, there were handprints on the walls. It's like what happens when we start judging ourselves or we're like discontent with our homes, we, we, we insulate. We don't invite people in because what would they think? What would they think if they saw the frayed carpet? What would they think if, you know, they saw my, my clutter that I can't, you know, kitchens are a place where clutter is an absolute no-no because that's where the health of the family is created. So one of the things we're going to look at is how do we 
take that to the next level. And many people have already started. You know, you'll see posts all over the place. Oh, I cleaned out my refrigerator today. Oh, I cleaned out my um, my coat closet today. Oh, I cleaned out these drawers today. And it's very inspiring. I'm always inspired when um, people share that. And that's caused from the sheltering down. And even if we're sort of open, we're not totally open. And because of that, we are spending way more time at home. And that's part of the lesson of COVID is we're being brought home. We're being brought home to what matters. And I can remember my dad writing me a letter. My dad was a big one on writing letters. And he said, take care of your health because without your health, you have nothing. You know, and he knew that. He learned it the hard way. Um, and he died very young. And, and he said, if I knew I was going to live this long, I would have taken better care of myself. So, you know, we all have these different things. And, you know, I've had my health challenges along the way, and but I work very diligently um, to maintain good health. And I didn't used to do that so much. I used to be so busy. I would just go, go, go like the ever-ready bunny until I dropped. And so I don't do that as much anymore. And um, every once in a while I'll get there and I'll feel it and I'll just, like, slow it down. So let's talk about um, – let's just talk about – how to look at your house. Um, your house is basically a, a, a vision board. It's your dream map. You arrange your house and how you live and interact with your house is very much symbolic of how you are going to interact with the world. And we've all watched these newscasters from home and we've looked, um, maybe you have a list, but I always look. I'm like, oh, how interesting what they, what they chose for their backdrop. You know, and I know you can create a backdrop. I don't know how to do it, but you can do it on Zoom where um, you can make a false backdrop, you know, that's not really your backdrop, but it looks like it's your backdrop and it's your signature. Um, but but really, we have had, uh, like, little snippets of, and views, like, you know, Chris Como in his basement during COVID. And we always saw those steps going up and think, oh, anyone who wanted to see him either had to come down to him or he had to go up those steps and get something from them. And, you know, his wife got the COVID, as we all know, and probably because it was impossible to keep the spaces separate. And, um, but, you know, that's not in a blaming sense. It's just, you know, it's very challenging in our houses to keep everything clear and clean, especially when there's someone that has an illness in the home. Um, and you can feel it. If someone is suffering from depression, their home feels totally different than someone who is happy and they have a little dog or a cat that's happy and they have, you know, just a feeling of happiness and joy. And that comes from raising the vibration of the home and ourselves. We're in sync. So one of the first things with feng shui that we talk about is to change the energy of a home is to take a clipboard and go room to room and make your list. But I like to start before you even enter the home. I like to suggest that you imagine that you are a visitor to your own home and you're, you park the car in front of your home and then you um, walk up the driveway and you look. How easy is it to find your house? Can you see the numbers? If you say, I live at 1320 Saltbox Drive and they get to Saltbox Drive, can they see that 1320? Because if you cannot see the numbers for your house visibly, either on your mailbox, on the street, right by your driveway or on the house where you can see it, you're hiding. And this happens. There's businesses that miss business because people try and get there and they can't find it and they call and they get the same thing. Oh, sorry, I forgot to tell you. It's around the corner and then you'll see a blue trash can and then there's a this and a that. And you're like, excuse me? Like, that's just not how this works. So you immediately notice what anyone's seeing as they're walking up to your house. Are they seeing dead plants, dead shrubs? Are they seeing a cracked driveway? Are they seeing a, a wreath on the door that looks tired and just worn out? What are they seeing? You know, so when you come to Cindy Meyer's house, you see a beautiful Boston fern that is just happy as can be from all of this rain we've been having. You see flowers. You see a wind chime and hear the wind chime. You see a wreath on the door. You see um, a table with seashells because the seashells, represent water and where my front door is located on my house and most homes that are Western homes with a front door kind of in the middle of your home and almost all cases that you're entering into career. So by putting the wind chime 
And by putting the seashells and by putting the rug and the chairs that you can have a conversation and the beautiful flowers, before you've even rung the doorbell, you have felt who I am. And I get this all the time. They're like, I knew this was going to be your house when I drove down the street. I knew this was going to be, um, I saw your statue, I saw your mermaid. And now that I'm seeing things and moving, people are, it's, I'm, I'm not kidding, they're leaving my house and they're like, is that for sale? Is that for sale? And it's made me kind of think like, oh, I haven't gotten to that part yet. Like, am I willing to part with this or that? And one man actually said, are you selling your bird feeder? And I said, wow, I haven't really thought about that. And he says, well, I'd like it for my wife. She loves birds, and we don't have a bird feeder. And so they, he wanted that bird feeder. And I thought, oh, I'm going to miss that bird feeder the last month I'm here. And then I thought, no, this bird feeder is going to go to someone who will enjoy it. And birds bring energy because birds are happy. They're always singing, and they're, you know, looking for food and nourishing each other, and they kind of watch out for each other. And, you know, they're all on a bird feeder at the same time, but they somehow make it work. So I, I, I said, sure, let me get a bag for it. He goes, well, how much do I owe you for the bird feeder? I said, not one thing, just you and your wife enjoy it. Well, then they came and they bought something else, like two cabinets that uh, I had said, if the new owners don't want them, you can have them. Yes. And so, you know, he not have them, but he bought them. So he came to buy them and he says, oh, I want to show you. And he brought his wife this time. He says, I want to show you the picture of the bird feeder. We painted it. And they took this kind of tired old bird feeder and they painted it, and it just looked beautiful. And I thought, you know, this is what repurposing is all about. This is what creating health and wellness is all about. It's not always going on buying new things. It's taking what we have, repurposing it, and then with intention. Um, she, she said, we just love this bird feeder. We can't thank you enough. And I said, well, guess what? Today I'm giving you the bird seed because now I have bird seed with no bird feeder. So I gave them probably it was a 25-pound bag, and, you know, like maybe I'd use five or ten pounds of it. And so they gladly took that, and I gladly released it because I know that they are going to enjoy it. So anytime we add movement or energy, it adds um, movement and energy just like the body when something is stagnant. When we have an illness in the body, what will happen is we'll have an alert, 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 and then our body starts to splint it, and then, oh, and we don't go there. We, we you know, we try to go inside and, and, you know, block that pain that's happening. Well, it's the same thing with our homes. If we are not keeping our homes current, if we are not upgrading our homes, if we are not staying with the times, just like our body, something will break down. And so we have to have maintenance. The regular maintenance comes in with um, doing what we're doing right here with this exercise with this clipboard. So once you've marked everything down that like, oh, I need to pull those weeds or, oh, I need a new doormat or, oh, my wind chimes are kind of tired. Then you go, you enter your door. So when you enter the door, you're a guest in your home and you want to experience what you're feeling when you walk in that door. Your front door is where the greatest mouth of chi or energy is in the whole home. We don't crawl in windows to come see you as a general rule. We come to your front door. So people say, oh, no one ever uses my front door. My garage door is always open. I'm like, okay, so that means for me, a first-time visitor to your house, I have to call you and say, okay, I'm headed down your street. Can you please open your garage door for me to come in? That's not how it's going to work. You're going to say, give me your address. I'm going to come to your front door that you don't use. So you need to experience what people experience when they come to your home. And I often give uh, my clients the assignment for 30 days, get out of your car in your garage and walk in your front door and see what you experience. It's going to be a different feeling than out of your car into wherever you enter in the same way for years. So you want to give yourself a different experience. It's a different neural pathway. All right, so then you walk in with your clipboard, and, you know, the rest is pretty self-explanatory. You're going to go room to room with one sheet of paper for each room, and you're going to look at your artwork. Does it bring you joy, or is that something that um, – you've enjoyed in the past. I mean, right now, after 26 years of living in my home and trying to figure out what I love, what I really love, and when's the last time I used that? In feng shui, we have a statement that kind of guides everything, and it's this one statement, love it, use it, or lose it. Love it, use it, or lose it. So for me, I love a lot of things in my life. I love decorating at the holidays. I love 
I used to have four sets of dishes. One was for Christmas. One was for Thanksgiving. One was, you know, we also celebrated Hanukkah in our house. So I had all, you know, the the different blue dishes that I used at Hanukkah. And then I had, I just had all this stuff. And do I need that moving forward? And it's, I know that there will be things that I'm like, oh, I wish I still had that. But you know what? my life is going more simple now. I don't entertain. I don't have six kids anymore. I used to have six kids when I was married and, you know, raising stepkids. And then I still, you know, saw them afterwards. And I had three of my own. But my three always brought friends and relatives would come. I've always had an open house. And that is going to be different now. It's all different during COVID. So the love it, use it, or lose it, I'm letting artwork go. I'm letting Buddhas go. I'm letting all kinds of things go because, you know, I don't need all this stuff anymore. I don't know that I really needed it here, but I had like a almost a 3,000-square-foot house where I could spread it all out. But going forward, what I've seen over and over again is people try to take their old life into their new life. And when they do that, in almost all cases, their new life, and for most people um, at this point, I shouldn't say for most people, for people who are downsizing, the big trick is to not bring your old life with your new life. Because if you do, oftentimes the furniture doesn't match, it's too big, um, and you can feel an over, a, a bigger house coming into a little house when the people have not really thought it through. All of a sudden you're bumping, trying to get around the furniture, or the artwork is way too big for the smaller space. So more than ever, it's important to, re- to conceive your life on how you want it to look. And that's the real big thing about feng shui. It's intention. I could tell you all day long, okay, do this, do that, place two of this here, um, place a round thing there. Yes, it will help. Of course it is. I'm going to give you some concrete things today. But the real way that feng shui works is intention. So when I hear the wind chime in my career area, I think, oh, wonderful, new opportunities coming my way. Rather than, oh, no. That thing is so noisy, I wish it would be quiet. Well, no, if it's quiet, I'm not, I don't have any energy in my career. I mean, I used to have a fountain there that worked. Then the fountain stopped working. So the dead fountain was worse than having no fountain. So luckily, I was able to bless a woman with that fountain, and she's so happy now. So here's the thing. You want to start wherever you are. You don't want to be too hard on yourself, but you go room to room, um, and you look at what needs to be changed, and you look at what's dead, what's not working, what, what, what stuff do you have? Like I have a shredder. I haven't used that shredder in probably three years. I just don't use it. So that's one of the things on my list. I, I'm Like now I have three bedrooms emptied. <laughs> They're empty. So, so, but there's still stuff in the closet. And so that's my next thing is to work on the closets. What do I, what do I uh, want to keep? What do I want to let go of? And it's been a process. And um, I help people basically change their lives using feng shui. All right. So talk about the um, space clearing. This is going to be a big part of today um, because the whole thing with space clearing is it's a feng shui art of clearing and revitalizing energies in buildings and homes. Um, and it's essential to the energy um, maintenance of a physical, uh, of a place as a physical cleaning. Um, and this is part of regular physical maintenance. I have been on retainer with restaurants that, you know, they'll have me come in once a month on Sunday, clear the place, um, Sundays if they're not open, um, and clear the place. And if they're having trouble with staff or they're having trouble with, um, depending on what their trouble is, if their numbers are down, then of course I'm going to work with their wealth partner. If there's, you know, the different, it depends on what's going on. If it's relationship issues that they're having, you know, a lot of, a lot of turnover, then I would work with their relationship area. Um, but I also work with the owners as much as possible to say, okay, I've done this in this area to support your attracting, um, like helpful people in travel. I've worked with this to help ensure that you attract the perfect right people to help you with your crew and to go, you know, to have a smooth running restaurant. So, you, you, you know, I engage the owners as much as possible, but a lot of times it's just subtle. Um, they can't always tell. So the, the term space clearing is passed into the English language um, as a generic term, but it has to do with all kinds of energy clearing. And there's a lot of different ways that you can um, 
you can work with energy clearing in your spaces. One book that I recommend is uh, Clear Your Clutter with Feng Shui by Karen Kingston. And uh, another one that she wrote is Creating Sacred Space with uh, Feng Shui. So for those of you who are like wondering, what's the difference between space clearing and clutter clearing? Okay, so space clearing is a ceremony or a ritual that can be done to clear and revitalize the stuck energies uh, that become imprinted over time in the walls, uh, in furniture, and other objects of the buildings um, that we occupy. And it involves the use of various techniques such as clapping, just clapping, like clapping, clapping in the corners of rooms. In the, uh, in the entry, that will break up the stuck energy. And using bells, any kind of bell, like I have a space clearing bell that was made you know, by a high priest in Bali. Well, how many people are going to go out and spend $600 for a space clearing bell? Probably not many. But if that's what you're doing for your livelihood and that um, is what you like to use, then you'll use it. And I have used this bell, I can't tell you how many times. And then I also have Tibetan Tonkas that were prayed on by Buddhist monks. And I have two sets of those, one's infused with Reiki and one's infused with the love and prayers of the monks um, who created a sand mandala at the New City Museum. And then we all, um, and it was a, a healing Buddha uh, mandala. And then after it was done, as the monks do, they know that everything is temporary, nothing is permanent. So after they painstakingly with these pipettes create this amazing mandala they then dismantled the mandala, and we all went to the uh, river on the Missouri Riverfront, and we released that sand that had all of the prayers from these monks for like over a week. I think it was 10 days it took them to finish this mandala. But we released it knowing that all the prayers and devotion that had been gone, done with this mandala and all the monks and all the community that supported them, you know, like one day uh, it was my, I volunteered, um, they have different volunteers where you bring vegetarian you know, lunches to the monks. And then, you know, that so everyone supports them because it helps the whole community. And then when it was released into the river, it went to the tributaries to all these other cities, helping them and blessing them. And that feng shui, that is space clearing, that is intention, all of that wrapped into one. So, um, so it involves you know, a specific way in a specific order, and, um, and anyone can learn this. So clutter clearing, though, is, is one of the recommended steps to prepare for a space clearing ceremony. Um, it can also be done by itself with no intention of doing the ceremony or even knowledge that such a ceremony exists. It's just you wake up and you're like, okay, I'm tackling um, the linen closet, or I, I don't even know how linen closets get the way they do, but um, I have... I have had different size beds over the years and then I'm like why do I need these sheets especially now moving forward I have released all beds that are anything other than a queen and so um, that's one of the things that I'll be working on in the next few days is just like letting go of sheets letting go of pillowcases I mean how many do you need Um, and now that I've gone from four beds to practically well will be zero within the next short time um, I, I don't need all this stuff and so uh, decluttering involves clearing physical objects from a space, although there are deeper levels to it, uh, that address the mental, emotional, and spiritual types of clutter. Um, people generally begin with the physical level clutter of clearing and then progress to the other less tangible but equally important um, types. Um, why is space clearing so necessary? In every religion, in the world, there are different ceremonies or rituals to elevate people temporarily um, to levels of energy they cannot easily attain by themselves. So, and the purpose is so that they can experience enhanced states of being. That's what prayer is. That's what um, devotional singing is, devotional chanting is. All of those um, are raising the energy. So temples uh, are constantly purified to maintain their atmospheres at high levels, um, that's, that's what is done. And um, it's always, always, like if you are a puja master in a Hindu um, temple, then every day the puja is done, and it's prayers for all the people in the past, present, and future, etc. cetera. Um, 
So what space clearing does is it actually cleanses the environment of predecessor energy or chi. I'm going to explain this in a second. It, it, the cleansing addresses the emotional residue that remains in an environment from our daily living as well as from those who have occupied the space before us. So what does predecessor energy mean? It means that if you buy a restaurant and you're going to put a new restaurant in and the restaurant before you bought it failed and the restaurant before that restaurant failed and the restaurant before that restaurant failed, the thought of anyone driving by that restaurant is, oh, there's something new going in there. Huh, I wonder how long this one will last. Because the predecessor energy of failure is so strong that even currently, people are thinking, huh, I wonder how long that one's going to last. So predecessor energy is important. If you're buying a house or you're moving into a new space with your office, or um, it's important to clear up the energy of the people before. Even if they were happy, you want to claim the space as your own. But if there's been an illness or there's been um, a failed, maybe people in the house, like they, they lost their business, it's a foreclosure, or they lost their job. We're going to be seeing a lot of this with the COVID. This is this is why I'm doing the show today. I think it's really important to learn how to keep your energy clear and high because as you do that, you're affecting everyone that you come in contact with. And your house will actually strengthen the health of the inhabitants inside by you doing some of the measures that I'm talking about today. And you'll just be amazed because anytime you clutter clear, it's creating space for new things to come in. And then if you're taking your beautiful space and you're keeping it even more clear vibrationally, imagine what can happen. Okay, so uh, space clearing also balances or shields geopathic stress. Um, geopathic stresses are disturbances arising from within the earth as well as from the building itself. We've had a lot of water in the Midwest in the last couple of weeks. And there are people having geopathic stresses with their homes that have never had water in the basement before. I just got a new listing. She had water. She says, I've never in all the years I've lived here had water. And I'm like, well, if you're concerned, then I would suggest you call this, this person. And this person, I really um, am grateful that I found my way to him. He corrects foundation stresses, et cetera. And he told her, he says, look, you know, and he says, I've been in basements for the last week. He said, if your basement only has a tiny bit of water near the doorway at the bottom of, you know, whatever, that's okay. That is not what we're talking about here. You don't need a sump pump because there's not even enough water to go in the sump pump. And so he guided her through it because she was freaking out. And I kind of knew that she needed help in settling down um, before we put it on the market. So she's, she's um, but that was a geopathic stress. They have that much water hit. I mean, there are pictures of cars in the Central West End underneath water because the water came so quickly, the sewers could not handle it. That's a geopathic stress. But also, sometimes your ley lines just aren't the best, um, and that's another whole subject. But, all right, so the cleansing, uh, space clearing is normally accompanied with dousing techniques, sound, smoke, and ritual. The smoke is normally burning sage or sweetgrass, um, the dousing techniques are using dousing rods and using a pendulum normally to clear, 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 and then releasing, 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 and then you can use the dousing rods to actually check is this cleared or how open is this, and then you'll infuse it. To end it, you infuse it. You're, you're, you've already unwound it and cleared it, and then you infuse it with what your intention is. So let's say you're working in the kitchen and you're going through all your cabinets and going through all your dry goods and you're making everything stellar and you're cleaning the kitchen refrigerator out and you've got everything mastered. So, you know, by then it's pretty clear, but you can still go with any residual and then infuse what, what you want. I want to create healthy meals in my kitchen. I want to have the feeling of well-being when I walk in my kitchen. I want to be inspired to create healthy foods for my family. Um, okay. So included uh, in space clearing is a blessing for your environment. It's not just the space. It's the space and the environment around it. And what plays into this is your religious, cultural, or secular beliefs, practices, or lack thereof. Um, and some, some people don't want to talk about religion. They are spiritual beings, and um, they, don't, they don't want to talk about organized religion. So, yes, I have to be a little bit careful 
But if they do have, like, if they are a Buddhist or they are a Hindu or they are, you know, um, a Muslim or Jewish or whatever, each person has their own things. And so, like, you won't see icons in a Jewish home. They don't believe in icons. But you go into a Hindu home and you bet you're going to see Ganesha or uh, Saraswati or Lakshmi. So there's different different deals. If you go in a religious Christian, traditional Christian, you'll normally see a cross. And not always because that isn't with every uh, Christian uh, denomination. But, but it's just different. And some people believe in angels and some don't. Some believe in, you know, spirit helpers. Some don't. So, you know, you just kind of have to be present. But you know who you are and you know what you want to bring forth. And so that's one of the things that you would be doing. Like, like for instance, I've kept the light off, light on rather, and helpful people and travel on my lower level. That is because I still need helpful people to get me to the closing table of selling my house, and I need helpful people to help me get all my stuff moved to the different places. So I've kept the light on, and it's with intention. I've turned all the other lights off. I'm like, you know what, I'm going to leave that light on. And I've done that in the past when I have a seminar that I'm enrolling. I'll leave that light on, knowing that that light is helping bring energy to the helpful people to help me with whatever needs to get uh, accomplished. Okay, so an energy clearing can be done at any stage of the process and always enhances feng shui adjustments. So anytime that, you know, you're, you're working with that feng shui and energy clearing, space clearing, it's just going to amplify the benefits of feng shui. So much like the energies of the physical body, the spaces in which we live and work also have energetic bodies that require clearing, cleansing, and opening. And it is difficult to hold the energetic benefits of healing work when stepping back into a space that is energetically chaotic or blocked. So you can go to healers all you want. You can go, you can get cleared, you can go get an an energy session, you can go get a Reiki session, a massage or whatever, and then you go back into your space and if you're just like, oh, I can't, I can't deal with it, then you're only going to get so far with it because your home supports your physical intentions. And if your home is cluttered or filled with crystals in a cluttered space that are amplifying the clutter, this is a big no-no. You don't want mirrors in places that are showing the clutter and making it even bigger. You don't want crystals that are doing that. You want, um, you want your space to feel peaceful and beautiful and inviting and nourishing. So the... To, to sum it up, an energy, energetic space clearing facilitates the movement of energy through personal business spaces. And that's what you want. You want moving energy. Um, the big thing, though, with energy is this. Like, if you, there's this thing called runaway chi where, like, if you, imagine in, in a hotel and you get off the elevator and you look down this hall and, oh, my God, it goes on forever and your, your mind just almost gets catapulted forward when you look down that hall. That's called runaway tea. It's the same thing with um, offices where you walk in and you're seeing straight through. There's nothing to slow it down. So we want balanced chi. We don't want runaway chi. We want something to slow it down. So in those hotels, a lot of times what they'll do is they'll put a picture on the wall space periodically along so that oh, there's a picture and that slows you down because you're looking at the picture and you're admiring it. It's the same thing with a backyard that goes straight through. We would put a chair or a bird feeder or a wind chime or a wind sock to slow the energy down so the energy's not all the way straight through. It's not good to have it straight through. It's good to have it balanced and and, um, slowed down. So one of the things that I use... um, is uh, I use tuning forks and um, the tuning forks and bowls and I have crystal bowls as well and bells. They help to bring each each of the rooms that you work with into vibration um, set through your intentions. And if you have negative energy in your home, which can happen, can happen. Maybe you've got a teenager that's probably all the time, or maybe you have a marriage that is not smooth right now. I mean, we all know relationships, as much as we would love them to be smooth sailing all the time, sometimes they're not. And that's where a space clearing comes in. 
So cleansing is very popular nowadays. There's all kinds of products for the cleaning the colon, doing a blood purifier, doing a liver cleanse, doing a kidney cleanse. There are meditations and mantras for cleansing our chakras and uh, clearing our auras of negative energy. Um, too often, though, we neglect to cleanse the energy in our home and workplaces, and that's where we spend the most time. So what room do you think I'm going to go to next with um, clearing? Where else besides our, you know, our home home? So where do we spend at least, I don't know, it depends on how you sleep, six to eight hours, your bedroom. So when I go in and, and people are like, where should I start with the decluttering? I'm like, start with your bedroom. That's where you're sleeping. Now, your bedroom can be in any of the different areas of the Bagua, you know, um, but the bottom line is, is that wherever your bedroom is, it is a relationship room. Whether it's in the relationship corner of the Bagua, the Bagua is the nine areas of the feng shui grid or diagram, and I want to go over a couple of those areas in a few minutes. Um, but the bedroom doesn't necessarily fall into the relationship corner of your house. Sometimes it does, but most of the time it doesn't. So what we do is we treat it, though, as a secondary relationship room no matter what. That is where you know, you're sleeping. So you do not want a bunch of stuff underneath your bed. If you want to create better health, work on your bedroom first and then go back to your front door. And the front door is where the greatest amount of chi or energy is coming in. That's going to automatically change your life and, and create better health by working with that. But then working with your bedroom and cleaning out the closet, cleaning out the drawers, cleaning. What do you see when you walk in that room? Is it shocking, like, like really bright primary colors? That's not really recommended in a bedroom. A bedroom is a place of comfort and retreat and nourishment. So, you know, you the colors for the relationship corner are red, pink, and white. But, and you know, and the pink is a blend of the red and the white. But the most important thing is that it feels peaceful. And, you know, when, when designing a bedroom, we always suggest that you pick the bedding first. Otherwise, you know, if you're painting your walls and you're out there trying to find something to match those walls backwards, you pick your bedding and then the walls and everything else come after that because that's easy to throw a coat of paint on a wall. It's not easy to throw a coat of paint on a wall and then find the bedding that matches it perfectly. And I've seen it over and over again, people out there, you know, trying to make it work. And it's just so much easier to find what you love for your bedding first and then everything goes um, around that. Um, but you want to remember, you know, how does this room feel? Like your your bedroom for your health and well-being is a room, as I said, of retreat and comfort, and um, and that's where you're nourishing your spirit, your soul, and your body while you sleep. Um, so you want it to be clear and clean, and you want it to also be um, peaceful. So it's kind of a fine line to have a peaceful room that also has energy. Um, but this is not a place where you would have photos of all your kids and your mom and dad. I've seen it, mom and dad's wedding picture in the, the bedroom of the young people, and that's not how this works. That is not where you honor your tribe. This is your room for you and your beloved or just for you if it's just your room. But the main thing is that you don't invite the tribe in there. They can be elsewhere. Because otherwise, while you're sleeping, all of their energy is chatting. All of their energy is built. That's why you don't put a library in your bedroom. I, this is a hard one for me because I'm always reading two or three books at a time. And But the books have a frequency. I mean, I can remember when I started studying Course in Miracles, and one of my teachers said, just put them next to your bed. You'll start getting it just by the frequency of the books. And that's kind of how life is. If you can get that, whatever you're putting in there energetically. So if you're putting murder mysteries and that's what you're reading before you go to bed and that's in there all day long, that's kind of violent. Now, I'm not saying don't read murder mysteries, but I'm saying maybe take it into another part of the house during the day and have it handy for reading, not always in your bed. Um, and TVs in their bedroom are a no-no because whatever's going on in that TV is blasting that bedroom. And, of course, the final thing are EMFs. And electromagnetic field is affecting our health more than ever. And during COVID, remember, we're home a lot. We're around our electronics a lot. One of my my uh, coaching clients yesterday asked me, like, what can I do? My husband is on his computer morning, noon, and night, and he's on his iPad, and he's on his cell phone, and he's I'm like, first of all, you know, black tourmaline. Black tourmaline is a crystal that will neutralize the EMF. 
And so you can see it. If you have a set of dowsing rods, you can see it. You put a little tiny piece of black terminal, you tape it on your phone, and you check it before and after with the dowsing rods, you will immediately see that it has neutralized the energy field. Not totally, but a lot better. Some people use Shungite. Some people use Organite. There's all these different crystals that help neutralize the EMF. You can also get a tri-pack. You can just look at tri-pack for EMF. And, um, I mean, I have one on my fuse box. And um, they just work. So if you're near power lines, if you're near, you know, I have an electrical box actually in my yard from Amor and UE. And think I haven't worked with that over the years? You bet I have. And um, when I bought this house 26 years ago, I just didn't fully understand or I don't know that I would have bought a house with an electrical box in the yard because that means there's a lot of energy in the back of my uh, back of my yard. And I'm really glad that um, I found all these other things to neutralize the EMFs um, while I lived here all these years. Um, okay, so let's see. If you want to work with your guardian angels to help clear your space, the ones that are helpful are Archangels Michael, Raphael, Uriel, and Gabriel um, for clearing your home. And I'll repeat that. Um, you can call on your guardian angels, and you can call um, on Archangels Michael, Raphael, Uriel, and Gabriel to clear your home. So you can ask these angels to fill the space with white light, an angel energy that has intelligence and life force all on its own. So you ask them to fill your house with this white light. The white light protects you from harm. And imagine divine white light cleansing and balancing every square inch of your space. For extra protection, visualize a triple shield of white using white light for the first layer, followed by a layer of pink light, which shields you from negative people, and then a third layer of purple light, which will deflect psychic attacks from entities. Be sure to thank the angels for their assistance. See, angels do not intrude. They're here for us, but angels, they just they don't inter- interfere. They want all of us to come to our own um, awarenesses and awakenings. And yet when we call on them, they are there, and they are grateful. And, but it's also nice to thank them. The more we thank them, the more they will hang around us, and they're there to help us. Um, the reason we use uh, sound when we're clearing is that when you think about the, um, the Gandharva choir, the seraphim and cherubim, you know, all of the, you know, let's look at some of the things, singing bowls, Tibetan vows and gongs, been used for centuries in Asian Buddhist monasteries as a means of space clearing or purifying the energy in the environment, as well as in the mind. Anytime we go to a deeper peace in our mind, which is what meditation is. And, um, the first time I heard Deepak Chopra talk, he never once called it meditation. He called it lengthening the quiet pauses between the thoughts. And he, of course, was citing the um, Harvard Benson response. And because there wasn't a lot on meditation yet. And so, really, the meditation um, techniques came from as, um, as we have learned from all these different cultures. You know, and of course, we had the Beatles that helped us, you know, bringing the Maharishi and, you know, um, they're, they're, and then even with, with a Maharishi um, that they brought from India because they wanted that sacredness to bless what was happening with these musicians and people coming together. Um, so sound, is, it purifies the environment as well as the mind. And um, I can't, can't express it enough how wonderful it is. Okay, so some of the other things is incense. You can use incense and you can use aromatherapy. Um, all of these will help cleanse and purify uh, your space. And, you know, I could go over a lot of it, but there's so much information on the Internet. Um, and I actually teach a space clearing class. I'm actually thinking about offering that because so many people in their homes need to clear them. Um, but some other tips are plants to create more health, like live plants, unless you kill plants. If you're like a terrible person with plants, you don't want dead plants in your home. But if you're okay with taking in care of nurturing plants, then um, plants, will, plants rather will absorb energy. Um, and But if you can't, then you go to silk, all right? And silk is okay. It's better than um, – and a lot of the silk today looks so real, especially the um, orchids. They just look so real. But then the next 
next thing is no dead dry flowers. And they have no vitality. Like these grapefruit wreaths that people make of these dead vines, they're, they're not good. They have no energy. Um, the other thing is, is that uh, if you're going to use plants, especially broadleaf ones, they have more of a tendency to absorb the energy. Sharp, spiky plants don't. So you want more broad, round leaves. Another thing is um, open your windows and allow fresh air to circulate. And this is one of the big COVID things. They have found that this virus circulates in hospital rooms. That's where they have to go in now, and they have to do reverse gravitation, where whatever's in that room stays in that room. So they have the, all the COVID wards. They call in the, the heating and cooling people because they don't want these germs going through the vents all through the hospital. They don't want it. I mean, that's what they're finding with restaurants eating inside. You know, someone over on this part of the room coughs, that it goes into the, the ducts, and then it gets sprayed out with the air conditioning, and it's all over the restaurant. So it's not just, um, it's not as easy as it all looks. And so it's important to bring in fresh flowers, fresh air, fresh, fresh energy. Um, and you could also use a bowl of rock salt, like, like a lot of healers have them underneath their table or you have salt lamps. Salt lamps will neutralize the negative energy. Um, but, but rock salt in a dish will start to just absorb any negativity um, in the house. And um, so anytime you can, you know, move this dead energy in your home, you're going to be surprised at what happens. It just automatically uh, lifts the energy and creates um, newness. Now, another thing that people use is the, the sage cleansing. Now, I'm careful with this because not everyone um, can, can have sage in their home. Some people have sensitive lungs. Um, but, you know, and I now, I now have sage in a, in a bottle. I get it from my friend Margaret Ann Limbo from the Crystal Garden. And it's, um, it's sage in a spray. And so it still smells like sage. And she has one combined with um, cedar. So sage clears cedar um, infuses. So you're clearing and infusing at the same time. Some people use sage and then use sweetgrass to invite uh, sweetness in. But the main thing is is that um, you want to smoke, smoke, sacred smoke clears out the negative energy. That's why when you get acupuncture, some of the older acupunctures are the ones that are more traditional acupunctures. They'll use the moxie uh, combustion, which you get the needles in and then they use the heat. Um, and that heat causes the needles to um, do their magic even more and releases things that need to be released. That's the whole purpose of doing it. Um, but, you know, once you learn to keep your space clear, when you travel, you'll never do it the same. You will always have some kind of something with you to clear the hotel room or clear the space where you're staying or clear the space where you're working if you're a consultant and you're going into different spaces all the time. Um, You'll, you'll clear, and you'll also clear once you leave a space that feels horrible. So I'm going to give you a couple things on that. Like these are called grounding techniques, but they're also clearing. So if you've just left a building and you're just like, oh, those people were like argumentative and no wonder they're failing and blah, 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 or oh, my goodness, the tension in there, you could like cut it with a knife. So before you get in your car and bring all that with you, you know, I'm a psychic. I do psychic parties and medium work and going between the worlds. And I'm, you know, most of the work that we're doing as a psychic or a life coach, more a psychic. Life coaching is, is a little bit of a different arena. I love life coaching. I love doing readings. But they're totally kind of different in, a, in their own way. But if I've gone through three or four hours of working with clients, before, what I do is I normally get in my car and I'll drive around the corner. And so, because I don't want them thinking, oh, is she okay, whatever. And I'll stop. And I will do clearing techniques on me and get grounded before I attempt to drive in my car. Um, so it's startling the way energy affects us. And the more we become sensitive to it, it, it really can affect us. And I think all children should learn some of the stuff that I'm about to teach you here. Um, Okay, so one is the waterfall technique. So you envision standing underneath a waterfall, and the water is coming on the top of your head, your crown chakra, and it's going all the way, just washing every sorrow, every sadness, every everything, letting it all wash away into the ground and let Mother Earth, you know, absorb, absorb your energy. And so 
you just envision envision this, but it's just washed and it's all released. And Mother Earth, you know, and you thank Mother Earth. Thank you, Mother Earth, for taking and absorbing all negative energy so that my body is clear and I can am now a clear vessel to continue doing God's work, however you want to word it. Um, another one is to envision. If you can do it, then do it. But, you know, most of the time we're not in a place where we can take our shoes off and go grab a tree somewhere. Um, if you're at home, you can. But in your mind, you will see your feet on the ground bare, very connected to the earth, and your arms around this beautiful tree. And just allow this tree to absorb all negative thoughts, all negative energy, and just um, remove it from you and, and bless it and then just be thankful. Be thankful for this clearness and this crystal clear energy that now helps you attract whatever it is that you want. You know, we all hear calls for help and healing. It can be at a grocery store and you look at someone and you can just tell they don't feel well. And um, especially now with wearing masks during COVID, more than ever, we are looking into the eyes of other individuals. And you can see people who are sad. You can see people who don't feel well. You can see people who are angry. And angry and sad are just different dimensions. Anger is sadness turned outward. Depression is sadness turned inward. Same thing underneath it same emotion. It's a sadness. It's a yearning. Things aren't the way we want them. And so depressed people kind of give up and angry people just strike out at other people. But once you scrape it both away, so someone's angry, you take it a little deeper and you say, what is it? I wonder what that person's really sad about. Or the sad people, I wonder what they're angry about, but they turned it inside and they, you know, they're now inside, locked inside. And, you know, so anger is never a high place to be, but it's better than being in a catatonic, depressed state. So anger sometimes is where we go first, but we would never want to hang out in anger because, um, as Amanchi the Hugging Saint says, she says, anger weakens every cell in the body. So who wants that? All right, so the tic-tac-toe. I've talked about the general health of your whole house today, but imagine in your mind a tic-tac-toe board, three squares in the front row, three in the middle, three in the back. Okay, that backhand corner of the back row is relationship. We've talked about that, your bedroom and the relationship corner of your home. We talked about the front row, those three squares in the front, where the one in the middle is where most front doors are, and that is your career, and that is ruled by water. What we didn't talk about is the second row. So we talked about one square in the back row, one square in the front row. Now we're going to go in that middle row and the left hand, and this is standing with this tic-tac-toe. You're imagining that's your house and you're standing on your front porch. So that back right-hand corner is relationship. The front middle square is career. And the left square in the middle row is your health and wellness. And that is, you know, where you want to make sure that, you know, you work with that area too and it is ruled by wood. So, um, that's where your ancestors go, by the way. The pictures of your ancestors and your family go in the health and family. And so the more you bring the energy to that part of the bagua, um, and you can work with that in every room. Every room, you can take that bagua and stay, the, the grid, the nine, the tic-tac-toe board, <laughs> it's called a bagua, but you can take that and imagine standing at, um, in your bedroom, in your bedroom, and then you can see all nine areas there. So you can accentuate an area in all areas of your home, but you start with your overall home first. If you want a copy of a Bagua, please, please send me an email to info at spiritseeker.com. I'll be happy to send you one or two Baguas so that you can kind of identify the areas in your home. But in closing, it's intention, 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 intention. What is your intention? And just have fun with it and open your window symbolically every day. Imagine, you know, the Chinese shopkeepers are always out there sweeping, sweeping, sweeping before they open their doors. Well, they're sweeping away the energy of yesterday so that today they can start fresh. You know, there's that saying, never go to bed angry, always go to bed at peace, and then the sun will shine even brighter in the morning. And that's really what this is all about. It's all an illusion that, you know, change things. Of course we can change things. And, of course, we can have more peace and harmony. And, of course, we can have more aliveness and chi, good energy. You can do it. So I hope this was helpful. You can share this. Uh, 
the minute the show is over, which will be momentarily, it um, becomes a podcast. And so the link that you use to get here is the link that you can share um, with others. So enjoy, stay healthy during this time. Staying healthy boosts your immune system. And the more your immune system is strengthened, the better you're going to deal with all of the things that are going on. All right. Namaste, my friends. I hope you enjoyed this. And um, spiritseeker.com is where you can read the magazine and info at spiritseeker.com to be added to our email list, or you can do it from the website. And I hope you can join me for some of the classes. The Spirit Seeker Academy will be offering all kinds of online classes where you're switching um, the way we're teaching. And we will be inviting teachers to teach uh, at the academy as well. So lots of changes, good changes. Have a beautiful day. Namaste.